Hello, this is Carl Mailer from the Let's Talk Sports podcast. Are you one of the many people like me who love to voice their opinions? Then, well, the Anchor app is for you. Me, myself, I love using the Anchor app because I love voicing my opinion about everything sports. If you would like to get started on your own podcast, you can go to anchor.fm slash start to make your own podcast. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Let's Talk Sports Podcast. I am your host, Carl Miller, the voice of podcasting, where we talk all things sports. Ladies and gentlemen, today is a very important day in the world of sports, as today is Super Bowl 53, live from Atlanta, Georgia, as the New England Patriots take on the Los Angeles Rams. Today is going to be a very special edition of the Let's Talk Sports Podcast. I'm going to do a Super Bowl show and I'm going to give my analysis of the game of what I think is possibly going to happen and I'm going to give my prediction on who wins this year's Super Bowl. But before I do any of that ladies and gentlemen, I want to talk about last night's NFL Honors Rewards Ceremony. I'm going to go through the list of all the rewards that were given and the players or the person that won the reward. For the NFL MVP which was clearly, I think, a proven fact who was going to win it before the midway point of the season was the young Patrick Showtime Mahomes from the Kansas City Chiefs who led the league in passing yards, who led the league in touchdown passes with 50. Patrick Mahomes did something since that hasn't been done since Peyton Manning did it back in 2013 who threw for over 50 touchdown passes, if not 50 itself. Now, remember, there's only been two other quarterbacks to have done this in NFL history. One being, I just said, Payne Manny, who threw 55 in 2013, and Tom Brady himself, who threw for 50 back in the 07 season. The Offensive Player of the Year award also went to Patrick Mahomes. Like I said, Patrick Mahomes led the league in passing yards. He had over 5,000 passing yards. And like I just said, he also led the league in passing touchdowns. He had 50 on the season. The defensive player of the year went to the Los Angeles Rams' Aaron Donald, who led the league in sacks. Aaron Donald has been one of the best defensive players since coming into the draft. Since coming into the league, I should say, I'm sorry. Since he got drafted back in the 2014 draft. The Defensive Rookie of the Year award went to Darius Leonard from the Indianapolis Colts. Now, you know, obviously the Colts was a team that you look at them, they started 1-5. That one win they had during that 1-5 streak was against my Washington Redskins. But Darius Leonard was a force to be reckoned with. And, you know, really surprisingly, looking at this, I'm surprised that uh, Derwin James from the Los Angeles Chargers uh, I'm surprised he didn't win this because when I was watching the the Pro Bowl game and I was watching the Chargers game that they were playing against the Patriots in the playoffs, uh, Jim Nance asked Tony Romo, who does Jer- Derwin James remind you of? Because Derwin, Derwin James, is, uh, from what I've seen of him this year on television, he's one of those guys that just goes all over the field. He's all over the place. He's making himself known. 
And Tony Romo said he reminds him of Sean Taylor when Sean Taylor was in the league many years ago. And anyone who knows who Sean Taylor is or was, Sean Taylor was by far, I think, the greatest football player the Washington Redskins have ever had on their roster. He was all over the field. He was a great player at the University of Miami. He loved the game of football. You could see it on his face. You could see it out there on the field. Sean Taylor was a phenomenal player. This one should come as no surprise, ladies and gentlemen, as the comeback player of the year was given to Andrew Luck, who finished second in the league in touchdown passes with 39. Now, Andrew Luck, anyone who knows what Andrew Luck was dealing with uh, the last couple of seasons, he was dealing with some really bad shoulder issues. He missed out on the whole 17 season. A lot of people thought, and I never really thought this as, as a fan, but a lot of people thought, some people did, that Andrew Luck may never, he, he, he would have maybe never stepped foot on an NFL field again. Now, you know, I, I want to say maybe the same issue is going on with, with Cam Newton's shoulder because Cam Newton sat out the last two games of this past season, the regular season. And there's been rumors swirling around, but this was like a number of weeks ago. There was rumors going around saying that Cam Newton could possibly sit out the entire 2019 season. So we should see how that goes for Cam Newton. But congratulations to Andrew Luck. You know, Andrew Luck really, he was slinging the ball all over the field this year and I was really pulling for the Colts to do something in the playoffs. When they got to Kansas City, I just knew right then and there that they weren't going to get past Kansas City. I, I just, something told me. They got past Houston. Houston was nowhere near, nowhere near showed up in the game until late. But congratulations to Andrew Luck for winning the comeback player of the year. The coach of the year, which I which really is not a surprise to me, but the team surprised me, is Matt Nagy of the Chicago Bears. Anyone who knows about the Chicago Bears knows that the fans were hating the fact that they took Mitch Trubisky from North Carolina in last year's draft with their first pick in the first round. They, they hated it. They didn't understand why they they were taking a quarterback, and I didn't really understand why Mitch Trubisky came went into the draft. But this year, the the Chicago Bears really took a far step forward going into the future. And Matt Nagy, I think, is a, the right choice for head coach for the Chicago Bears. I think he's going to bring a lot of he's going to bring a lot to the Chicago Bears, and it he proved in just his first season. Chicago finished with the best record in the NFC North. They, they were, they were really good. They have, they have. Chicago has the talent going forward. The assistant coach of the year goes to Vic Fangio of also the Chicago Bears. Now, Vic Fangio, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, ladies and gentlemen, I believe Vic Fangio is now the head coach of the Denver Broncos. I'm not 100% sure on that, but I want to say that Vic Fangio is no longer with the Chicago Bears. The FedEx Air Player of the Year also went to Patrick Mahomes of the Kansas City Chiefs. No surprise there. The FedEx Ground Player of the Year went to Saquon Barkley of the New York Giants. 
Now, I really have high hopes for Saquon Barkley, even though he is on a divisional rival team in the NFC East of mine. I I wish Saquon nothing but the best in his NFL future. Obviously, he he proved it this year. Uh, he led all rookies in rushing yards. He led all rookies. Um, uh, he led all running backs, and he also beat out a rookie record for receptions by running back with 93 in the season. Now, anyone who watched highlights of Saquon Barkley at Penn State knows that Saquon had he had the uh, he just had an uncanny amount of talent, and Penn State used him correctly. But it's a shame that Saquon didn't win a national championship in in college. But this right here really is is no brainer given the fact what Saquon was able to do, uh, his ability on and his ability on the field. So this one right here was a no brainer. The clutch performance play of the year, the Bridgestone clutch performance play of the year, was the game between the Patriots and the Miami Dolphins later early. Uh, Later on into the season, known as the Miami Miracle, which no one will forever forget that play uh, for years to come as Miami did the unthinkable and beat the New England Patriots earlier on in the season. The GMC Never Say Never moment of the year was Aaron Rodgers' comeback win over the Chicago Bears. Now, anyone who knows about that game knows that in week one, Aaron Rodgers went down with a knee injury. And, you know, obviously the fans there in Green Bay we're hoping that it wasn't something like a torn ACL, a, a an MCL, an LCL, whatever the case may be. And Chicago was actually leading in the game um, after Aaron Rodgers went out. And then here comes Aaron Rodgers back into the game. And Aaron Rodgers saves the day for the Green Bay Packers, who by far had a just had a bad season. I mean... They didn't really have anything going with them. Aaron Rodgers didn't look himself. I'm not saying that Aaron Rodgers is nearing the end of his playing days, but something was just wrong with the Green Bay Packers. So hopefully with the new head coach that they have, they can get something going. I really do wish the best for, for Aaron Rodgers and them going forward. The Game Changer Award presented by Gillette goes to Shaquem Griffin of the Seattle Seahawks. The built Ford tough offensive line of the year goes to the Rams offensive line. The Walter Payton man of the year award goes to Chris Long, the defensive end Chris Long of the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, you know, I have been paying attention to what Chris Long has been doing, and I think it's a fascinating story what Chris Long has uh, been trying to do. Anyone who does n- has not seen what Chris Long does or what his movement he does uh, in the offseason, he basically goes around with a bunch of people of his um, that travel with them. And what they do, and I think this is a miraculous thing, and I think this is a really good thing to do, especially to bring to third world countries that don't really have much um, in other countries that are struggling uh, financially to bring in any sort of uh, fresh water, you know, good stuff for the, the, the small kids. He basically gives countries fresh, clear water. And it, I think it's such an amazing thing. Uh, he's been doing this now, I think, for, 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 for I think most of the time he's been in the league, I want to say. Um, 
it's not something I have I've really read up on. It's more you know I've what I've seen on TV when the Eagles were on TV uh, that they talk about it you know during the game or even during a commercial. So I, I really think you know if it was very well deserving for Chris Long to uh, to win the award. I think he uh, I think he deserves it. It, it was uh, it, it was very well earned for for Chris Long. The Salute to Service Award goes to Ben Garland of the Atlanta Falcons. The Deacon Jones Award goes to Aaron Donald of the Rams. The Art Rooney Award goes to Drew Brees of the Saints. The Don Shula NFL High School Coach of the Year Award goes to Gabe Infant of the St. Joseph Prep High School in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. The Celebration of the Year goes to the Seattle Seahawks. And also, I want to also mention that Saquon won the AP Offense Rookie of the Year Award, beating out Baker Mayfield in that category. And like I said, it was no surprise that Baker uh, that Saquon won that award, considering the fact that Saquon, uh, what he was able to do as a rookie. And I really do wish the, the rookies the best going forward in their NFL future. And before I get to about uh, my, my analysis of what I think could happen tonight during the Super Bowl and my prediction, I also want to give an update on who is going into the Pro Bowl Football Hall of Fame Class of 2019. Here are the candidates that, are, that were selected for this year's Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Ed Reed, Champ Bailey, Gil Brandt, Kevin Manal, Kevin, I'm sorry, Kevin Mawa, Ty Law, Johnny Robertson, Tony Gonzalez, and Pat Boylan. So congratulations to all of you for making this year's class of 2019 Hall of Fame. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So right now I want to get to the Super Bowl. So obviously the Super Bowl has been uh is one of the biggest things in sports. When it comes to that time of the year, it's one of the most watched events on TV. I'm sure a lot of people who are able to watch it tonight are going to watch it. Me, myself, I'm actually able to watch the game tonight, so I'm very happy for that. I, uh, you know, here's the thing New England has been, this is New England's ninth Super Bowl appearance in 19 years. Ninth Super Bowl appearance. This is Tom Brady's ninth Super Bowl appearance in 19 years. Now, Tom Brady still, even if Tom Brady loses tonight, Tom Brady will still have a winning record in the Super Bowls at five wins and four losses if the New England Patriots lose tonight. But I I will say this. This is going to be a very tough game for the Los Angeles Rams, and I'm only saying that because of the fact of who it is. It's Tom Brady, the greatest of all time, and the New England Patriots. Obviously, Bill Belichick uh, has a very good game plan, I'm sure, ahead of him tonight. I'm sure Bill Belichick knows what – he obviously knows what he is doing because that is the greatest coach-player duo that do him that it's it's going to be hard to replace. And, I, you know, I obviously Tom Brady says that after this game he is not going to retire. But here's the thing. It, you know, honestly, if – if Tom Brady was to win his sixth Super Bowl ring, I want to know, do you guys think that Tom Brady should retire? Because th- that's a legacy that 
nobody is going to ever repeat. I don't think there's going to be another player in in the history of the game, and there's never going to be another coach in the history of the game to repeat success like this. I mean, for, for Tom Brady, who's been in the league now for 19 years, for Tom Brady to to be going to his ninth Super Bowl appearance, that's unheard of. And Tom Brady has a chance to win his sixth Super Bowl ring tonight. What I think the keys to the game are going to be in, in this game tonight is going to be Tom Brady versus the, the, the defensive line of the Los Angeles Rams. You got Dante Fowler, Nadamakin Sue. You got Aaron Donald, who obviously Aaron Donald is, I think, going to obviously be double teamed tonight. I think that's a big key for the offensive line for New England. I think that's obviously a big game plan that that Bill Belichick has put into is we got to double team Aaron Donald because Aaron Donald can get by anybody real quick. And, and when I say real quick, it is real quick, especially – and some of it was shown in the NFC Championship game – when the Rams took on the Saints, Aaron Donald just busted through the offensive line and just went down and took down Drew Brees. So I, I, I think the the biggest the biggest thing about tonight is going to be Tom Brady versus that defensive line. And on the other side, you got to look at uh, where's the mentality of Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley has not been he has not really been in the playoffs at all this year. He has been quite quiet. Do I think that teams are starting to figure out how to stop Todd Gurley? I, I possibly believe so, yeah. But I'm not going to say that Todd Gurley is a shell of himself. I still think Todd Gurley can perform. Um, Now, the, the addition of C.J. Anderson, who, by the way, C.J. Anderson has did not really play much at all this year. Uh, he played very small snaps until he got picked up by the Los Angeles Rams. I think C.J. Anderson is obviously in the back of Bill Belichick and the Patriots' mind as well. As far as the defensive side, the defensive coordinator, you got to be expecting C.J. Anderson to have uh, a substantial amount of carries in tonight's game. So if I'm on the, the Rams' side of things, I'm looking at this as how do I – how do I get the run game going? Because obviously, uh, Jared Goff, he's got a little bit of limited weapons. He's got Brandon Cooks, who I think was a good pickup in the offseason. And it's quite surprising why why the Patriots, or even the Saints, why did they let Brandon Cooks go? Because Brandon Cooks has top speed. I'm not saying he's the fastest player in the NFL. I'm not saying that he is, you know, he's got the best hands in the game. But Brandon Cooks has got some very, very fast speed to him. So that's going to be a key matchup, I think, tonight as well for the receiving core of uh, for the Rams. How are they going to, to, to work against that New England secondary? Now, New England secondary has been known to give up some big plays this year. Uh, but I, I want to see how Jared Goff can perform, especially when he lost Cooper Cup earlier in the season to a torn ACL. So uh, the you know the game's going to be huge tonight. I think I I really if I had to break down this game uh, on how I think it's going to go, I think it's going to go really between who can get the the run game going because I think both quarterbacks are going to be just fine tonight because obviously you know Tom Brady Tom Brady is going to be Tom Brady. 
Uh, but Jared Goff is going to be one I think that might have to just step up his game just a little bit, especially uh, very young, very young man into his career. Uh, you got a very young head coach who only turned 33. He's the youngest head coach in football history. And now a lot of people are starting to say that a, a lot of people are trying to find the next Sean McVay 2.0. Because when Sean McVay was with Washington as the offensive coordinator, Sean McVay brought a different presence to to the uh, to the offense in Washington. And I'm going to be quite honest. When I saw that Sean McVay got hired by the Rams, I didn't even know that Sean McVay was going for a job. I didn't know he was trying to leave Washington. I didn't, you know, read really any bad reports or anything about it. So it, it's quite surprising. Uh, it, it quite threw me for a surprise when Sean McVay got the job. But I'm very happy for Sean McVay. Um, I think this is going to be a, a, a it's obviously going to be a good challenge for him. Um, but I do think that Sean McVay is going to be a very good football coach for the Los Angeles Rams, and he has proved it in the two years he's been there. Um, but if I had to take a guess, ladies and gentlemen, on what I think is going to be the key to tonight's game, I think it's going to be really the run game for both teams. I, I think that both quarterbacks are going to be just fine. And you look at the numbers for Tom Brady and the averages he does in the Super Bowl, he averages almost 350 yards passing in a game and close to three touchdowns a game in a Super Bowl, the games he has been in. So that tells you about the legacy that he's going to leave behind whenever Tom Brady does retire. But I I do think that both quarterbacks do have to just up their game a little bit more tonight, but I do think they're going to be just fine. But I do think really the big key to this uh, for, for who decides to come out, for whatever team decides to, to win, that um, is going to be the the run game. So my final prediction for this game tonight, uh, and I chose them not because I, I don't want to see new England win, but I want to see new. I wouldn't mind seeing the Los Angeles Rams win a Super Bowl. I'm going to be taking the Los Angeles Rams. I'm going to take them 27 to 24 in a very close game. I think the the final outcome and I'm this is just a prediction. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it would be pretty cool if it happened. I'm going to say that Greg Zerline, if he is able to play tonight, I'm going to say that Greg Zerline kicks the winning field goal in the expiring seconds of the game and the Los Angeles Rams win Super Bowl 53. That is my prediction. I want to thank you guys for tuning in today to the Let's Talk Sports Podcast, the Super Bowl edition of the Let's Talk Sports Podcast. I hope you guys have a great, great Sunday. I hope you guys are able to watch the game. I hope you guys have a safe time tonight. Don't do anything, don't do anything too much. Be safe. Have fun. And let's have fun tonight watching the Super Bowl. You guys have a good one.